don't, don't read too far ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just looked down and saw hernia and it was. <laughs> You're like, what? Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. Jason back with you and joining me as usual, my co-host, Eric. As usual. Hello. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, man. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing very good and uh, anxious to continue our list of the top 50 soundtrack songs from 80s movies. Yep. And we're up to number 32 this week. A very timely song as we approach Independence Day. Are you feeling patriotic? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you watch Rocky IV, you better be feeling patriotic. Oh, dude, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, our next selection takes us back to the Rocky IV soundtrack. Act number 32 is Living in America from James Brown. By the Numbers. Released in December 1985 as a single shortly after the film's release, Living in America peaked at number four on the U.S. pop charts. And surprisingly enough, a top 10 hit for Brown in the UK, Canada, the Netherlands, and Belgium. Wow. <laughs> um, the single was backed with Vince DiCola's Farewell theme from Rocky IV, if you have that uh, single, which I do have the single uh, on a 45. The song, the song was written by uh, Dan Hartman, our uh, I Can Dream About You, which we oh. talked about. Yeah. And the prolific writer-producer Charlie Midnight. Oh, hey. His, his credits with uh, recording artists are pretty much too many to name right here. Right. He's got some big ones, though. I will say, as far as soundtracks go, and especially in the 80s, he uh, contributed to Breakin', Crush mm -hmm. Groove, Fletch, Iron Eagle 2, Oliver and Company, and Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> what a uh, what a mix. What a Man, um, from Breakin' to Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Breakin' to Bigfoot. What a... Uh, marathon that would be Man. if you put all those movies together. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah. So it was recorded by James Brown at the request of Sly Stallone. Uh, Jim Petterick, who wrote Eye of the Tiger for Rocky Three and Burning Heart for Rocky Four, uh, told Song Facts that Stallone was exceptional when it came to reinventing himself for a new audience and had a great sense for how to use music in his films. Stallone could almost be very convincing, he said, and was able to put Brown in a position he wasn't familiar with, singing someone else's song in a mainstream movie. And the move obviously paid off for James Brown, who yes. hadn't charted in the Hot 100 since 1976 before this song. Hmm. And Living in America became one of his biggest hits today. Yes, it is. And essentially introduced him to a new generation. So if that wasn't enough... He won the 1986 Grammy Award for Best R&V Vocal Performance. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, so a Grammy-winning uh, song. But the real credibility came in 1986 when Weird Al Yankovic recorded his parody, <laughs> Living with a Hurtia. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot <laughs> all about that song. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> it, it, 
at least every time I hear the song, I think about Weird Al's version. And <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He goes through, uh, instead of going through all the cities, he goes through all the types of hernias. Oh, gosh, oh my it's gosh. so great. That, that guy is a freaking genius. <laughs> He's just a genius. He's so entertaining. Have you ever seen him live? I have not. Oh, no. my gosh. Yeah, I saw him. It's been a long time, but he, I mean, he's full show i mean like yeah. every song he has on his you know different costumes for the Makes song the costume ch- that's what it I've is heard. Yeah. it is a production probably one of the best <laughs> concerts i've ever seen yeah i'll have to uh get that on the bucket list like you did with the uh, duran duran <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right something else i didn't know about the song uh, other than dan hartman writing it he also plays guitar keyboard and sings backup on the song holy moly and he actually recorded his own version of the song. No, did he really? Yes. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I listened to it. It's just weird, man. It's like he was at That's karaoke James- night and he was doing a James Brown impression. Someone you know, told I mean, him to sing James Brown. You know, don't don't steal his songs now that he writes because he'll just go ahead and record it. You know, man, I can't. I just I cannot imagine. I can't even imagine that in my in my brain what yeah. Dan Hartman sounds like singing James Brown. Don't. Just okay. don't. I, I'll take your word for it. Let's get personal. So I would probably put myself in that aforementioned new generation who was not familiar with James Brown and soul music as a nine-year-old, you know, when the when Rocky IV <laughs> came out. Really? <laughs> yeah. That nine, you want a soul I music just fan? Knew, well, I just knew it was a good song. And then when I would hear it on the radio, I memorized when to scream Pittsburgh, PA, because that's where I was uh. born. So... <laughs> That was, you know, my whole thing, just memorizing Pittsburgh. And, you know, people from Pennsylvania are the only ones that say PA. So him saying PA there, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's how you know you're a a true PA. Yeah. You say PA. You don't say Pennsylvania. Anyway, of course, you know, listening to the song, it immediately takes you to the performance in the film. And what always kind of bothered me was Drago's reaction, you know. He's just deadpanning the whole time. <laughs> he's almost scoffing, you know, when Apollo enters the ring, he's like dancing around him, you know, and pointing at him, mm-hmm. you know. And I believe that earlier quote about Sly Stallone being involved with the music because it puts you on this high, like America's about to whip some ass. <laughs> and then, of course, our re- <laughs> representative there, he doesn't make it out of the ring alive and yeah. you're on this total low. That's so yeah i can I mean, yeah i i now that i think about it yeah i i i never really noticed how drago's just kind of standing there waiting to destroy somebody oh and yeah no, and nothing else is affecting him he's just there for one singular purpose and that's to destroy apollo creed yeah he's he's got laser focus so yes we've already kind of talked about the the movie you know with our number 37 pick yeah. burning heart so I thought we could co- talk just for a brief minute about patriotic pop songs. So you, nowadays, when I hear the song, it's typically around you know Fourth of July, maybe during a fireworks show that has music. You'll hear the song. Mm. And if memory serves me correctly, when we watched the Laser Light Show at Stone Mountain, Georgia, they used the song in this like patriotic montage uh, oh. when they were doing the show. So I'll give credit to my local greatest hit station wrbz who plays it in regular rotation i love hearing it on the radio but do you have like a patriotic playlist or songs that you only associate it with like independence day to be honest 
I'm 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 just not a huge Fourth of July fan. Not, not not to say I'm not patriotic, but I don't. I mean, it's not I a big holiday. Yeah, it's not a big holiday for me. I have a friend who spends more on Fourth of July than Christmas, <laughs> and like like he's having a show next weekend. Like, it will be a literal show. Right. Um, but I've just never gotten into Fourth of July like a lot of people do. So I don't have a playlist. I do hear this song on heavy rotation on 80s on 8 on XM. Really? It's okay. on. I, I hear it probably. It wouldn't be out of the. It wouldn't be a stretch to say I hear it once a day. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So it gets played a lot on XM. Um, so cool. Yeah. But I do like. I do like other uh, patriotic. I like. I like. Uh, America the Beautiful by Ray Charles. Oh he, yeah, that, but that but that reminds me of the Sandlot. Yes, I and, just watched uh, that movie like uh, a week ago. <laughs> my my daughter and I love that movie, and that, oh that, yeah, that song always reminds me of that scene, and it reminds me of summertime when I was a kid. But um, um, you know, yeah, I just there's well just done. there's several, you know, quote unquote patriotic songs that I like. But I don't like them in the context of Fourth of July. I just like them because they remind me of things. Does yeah, that make any sense? No, it makes sense. I don't have like a a real patriotic playlist. You always think of like Lee Greenwood's "God Bless oh. the USA" and those kind of songs. <laughs> you know, around Fourth of July, yeah. I like uh, "Pink Houses" by John Mellencamp a lot, which you know, yeah. it's it's I would call it a patriotic song. But I just that came to mind as I was thinking about the song and like my personal history with it and seeing it you know there's a huge um fireworks display in altoona pennsylvania which Mm -hmm. is about uh 30 minutes where i grew up and it was uh shot off at this theme park and they always had a soundtrack that you could tune to your car radio yeah yeah so they everybody would have their car radios turned up and then the the show starts and you you kind of hear music to the fireworks so yep our that was always part of it my hometown had that uh, going on as well. And I don't remember what all songs they played, but I'm pretty sure that was one of them uh, mixed yeah. in there. Yeah. And also, I, I do know uh, the the last time we went to Epcot and they did their fireworks show on uh, New Year's Eve or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they did a whole patriotic, you know, America type presentation. And that was one of them. The breakdown. All right. So I think my favorite part of the song is the horns in general. And the sax solo, which were formed by the legendary Uptown Horns group, if you've heard of them. They've yep. got hundreds of album credits. They're mainly session performers, but, uh, you know, they have put out their own albums as well. They uh, collaborated with everyone from Pat Benatar to Run DMC. You know, there's just a wow. long laundry list <laughs> of artists that they've uh, played horns for. Yeah. Uh, Prolific. Un- one thing I did not know about the song that you really can't tell from the radio edit is the legendary guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan actually plays guitar on the track. Did you know that? I did know that. Well, you can hear some licks in there yeah. during like the second verse, uh, but there's an additional solo in the album cut that I never heard. It The album cut is actually six minutes and the radio edit. It's more like four. Yeah. And they add this whole uh, solo with Stevie Ray and you can, then you tell, can definitely right tell. away yeah. Yeah, yeah right away that it's him yeah it's so, very cool he's got this jank this like when he plays rhythm he has this really jangly sounding rhythm mm-hmm. the way he plays and if you I mean, if you've listened to enough of him you can hear it whenever he does it uh yeah. in this song and that's i 
and that's not how I knew he was in it. I, I had read that he was, I had read that he'd played guitar on it, but yeah, I knew that. And he, yeah. there's been so, and there's, if you really look up the list, there's a ton of songs that he's played on that either he, you know, nobody gave him credit for, and I'm not, it wasn't like he advertised, but he's right. played a lot of session stuff. Yeah, I, that was one that I just had not heard of. Yeah. Another uh, really fun part, if you listen to the bass, uh, over the course of the song, primarily towards the end, uh, the bass was played by T.M. Stevens, who was a another session musician. Some very fun parts throughout the song. He's just all up and down that thing towards oh, yeah. the end. It's so cool. And then, of course, my answer vocal again is in this song <laughs> during the city shout-outs, you know. The... I think what cracks me up about yeah. those shout-outs is that he says New York City twice. It's like he's just off the cuff trying to think of cities. <laughs> I can't think of any more and nobody's feeding him names. So he just shots out New York city twice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like that part of the song. Too. Oh, I do just, too. Yeah. I love how he just, he, I mean, and so you said earlier that you, you, you weren't familiar with James Brown. The whole reason I am familiar with James Brown is because when I was younger, <laughs> I saw Eddie Murphy do him on Saturday night live. Okay. And it was like, didn't know who it was. And so I had to look up who James Brown was, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he does that. Eddie, Eddie Murphy does that that call and response on his on his skits on Saturday Night Live. Uh -huh. So okay. that's how that's what that just that came to my mind earlier when you were saying that you didn't know really who James yeah, Brown was. Yeah, and I was trying to think when the first time I saw the Blues Brothers. You know, oh, yeah. he's got these the yeah. uh, the preacher in that and has that whole <laughs> musical scene. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was after I saw Rocky Four. So uh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was I was young for blues brothers i didn't see the blues brothers until probably the early 90s well and what's so. funny is uh there's a movie from the 80s called just one of the guys i don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever seen it yeah. the um the romantic interest in the movie is a huge james brown fan and even when All i right. saw that i was like i don't i couldn't name one James. Brown. <laughs> yeah i was late to that one too i yeah. didn't see that one until probably about five or six years ago so. oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. all the James Brown references were late for me. <laughs> late. <laughs> well, so uh, Living in America coming in at number 32, uh, you know, for its commercial success, a top five hit, also winning a Grammy Award. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag for our listeners because we won't be revisiting Rocky Four again <laughs> in the countdown. You can heckle us on Twitter if you want to. You know more in the list but i thought it would be appropriate to have there are two additional songs uh two additional songs from the soundtrack as our bonus songs for this episode so uh for the first one which i own on a 45 single and i believe i just sent you eric robert yes. tepper's no easy way out yes yeah so we're going to include that as one of our bonus tracks and then also we just featured john cafferty and he's got a great song hearts on fire on the tr on the soundtrack so we're going to include that as our second bonus song man there was a lot of songs on that soundtrack yeah some really great songs and yeah you know for one reason or another we just didn't get any more in the list so <laughs> i'm sure people two are happy is good. About i mean i'm well i don't know two uh we got two in out of the four well, really that were new you know on i mean the who's to say there who's to say there's not more rocky songs up further in the list i mean oh. it just it's just not rocky four right right okay <laughs> little tease there so if you have spotify premium stay tuned you'll hear the songs right after the episode the bonus songs that is if you are a free user and you listen on spotify you'll hear about 30 seconds of each song 
But if you listen outside of Spotify, all you got to do is click those song whip links in the show notes and we'll connect you with the songs in your favorite music app. And we invite you to give us your thoughts on today's song on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Sometimes I'm RD80s. Eric is at Eric underscore Vardaman. I'm actually at Rediscover the 80s on Instagram, TikTok. And Eric will take over the next episode. Yep. You've got another heart song on uh, you know, our next page. We need, we need to invest in like a defibr- defibrillator, <laughs> defibrillator. <machine>. defibrillator. <laughs> yeah. Man, I screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even funny. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greatest Lists. And we'll look forward to continuing our countdown on the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.